0: Gospel, light of the temple Sword swing, kill a lot from the ghetto The hood messenger, let him know hell's close Blackberry, old the devil in a black cloak Street Gospel, light of the temple Sword swing, kill a lie from the ghetto The hood messenger, let him know hell's close Blackberry, old the devil in a black cloak Yo, what is up? Welcome to the Street Gospel Podcast I'm your host Dave One And uh, I decided to do something a little different today. This is not your typical episode. And I know we've been doing a lot of bonus episodes with the uh, Zoom. um, But today I wanted to do something a little bit different. I was thinking all week about fathers. And this Sunday is Father's Day. And I began to think a lot about my dad. Uh, I began to think a lot about what kind of father I am. And I began to think a lot about all the fathers out there. And uh, it's a tough job It's a tough job And uh, sometimes it's underappreciated um, Sometimes, uh, you know, we make mistakes Sometimes we screw up But I begin to think about my own father And uh, what he did for me And so today's episode I want to talk about fatherhood um, During these months of uh June and July, it's really tough for me. Um it's uh my it's Father's Day number one, and then the following week's usually my dad's birthday. And then two weeks after that is the anniversary of his death. Um this year will mark the twentieth anniversary. So he passed away on Friday, July the thirteenth, two thousand one, uh, at the VA hospital in West LA. Um it's kind of a trip to think about how long it's been 20 years. I mean, it goes fast. You you don't think that it it, it flies, but time flies, time keeps moving and we just got to deal with it. And for a long time during June and July, um, it was tough for me. I think it was one of those things where uh, I wanted to be a tough guy and think it doesn't bother me. Um, Of course I would think about my dad and, and things like that, but uh, i would always try to put it off and my wife would always say are you okay and i would be like yeah, yeah I'm fine why what's the problem right and uh, for a long time i would just blow it off and it, it took me a while I'm, I'm talking years to finally admit that uh, yeah there was some things going on and and it hurt and i thought about my dad and i thought about things and um finally came to the realization like i'm hurting it's uh it's a tough time. Um you know, especially with Instagram and stuff and 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 you go on, you see people posting pictures with their father and um you know, making, you know, little little dedications to their dads and stuff and you begin to think, you know, like, man, if if only he was here. So with that said, I wanted to talk about my father. I wanted to talk about what I do as a father and what you can do out there, you know I want to inspire some fathers out there And uh, My dad Was born to basically uh, Teenagers My, my gran- grandpa and my, and my grandma And uh, he was raised by His mother uh, He was the oldest of five brothers He um, Basically raised his younger brothers Looked out for them um, His dad wasn't in the home um, Come and visit him Every now and then, uh, him and his brothers had different fathers. Uh, so it was tough. It was tough for them growing up. My grandma, uh, early in her life was, she was, uh, a fun woman, but she was wild, man. She was wild. I love my Nana though. She, uh, she ended up giving her life to the Lord and, and lived a great life until she passed. But my father ended up, uh, getting involved in, uh, in the neighborhood, gangs, um, being a, He used to call it a two-bit drug dealer. So I'm not going to glorify that because he he hated that about his life. I think my dad always felt like he was or he should have been smarter than that. Um, I could always see like a, uh, in my opinion, uh, a mixed bag of my dad, right? He grew up in the neighborhood. He was from a gang. He sold drugs. But he was a reader and he went to the army. I mean, back then the army was something like guys would go to just to try to clean up their lives and and, and different things, you know. Um, but I, my dad was like a like a patriot. It was kind of it's kind of weird. Like he loved America, he loved the flag, he loved that he was in the army. Uh, he read history, he knew history, um, and so he had this mixed thing. And um, he got my mom pregnant. They were teenagers. Uh, he left to the army. I was born while he was in the army. And, uh, when he came out, it pretty much, it was, you know, the, the same story. He was, uh, doing his thing and in the neighborhood and partying and, and, uh, just searching for, 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 for something better. Um, I think early on, uh, you know, I remember little things, um, going with him to his, to his friend's house and and, and they drink and play pool or you know some some craziness going on in the house. Uh, his friend Mundo being stabbed and and just you know it was just I wouldn't say it was super crazy, but it it, it wasn't ideal. All right. So uh not trying to glorify that style lifestyle at all, you know, because it, it, it wasn't good. But um one day my father decided to give his life to the Lord. And he just said, that's enough. And him and my mom decided that the course of our family was going to change. You know, um, we talked about this before with uh, Marcellus Wiley. We talked about this with uh, uh Pasquets, Jay, uh, Jay Hayes uh, a lot of the guys. And I bring this up because, you know, a lot of people don't want to be the foundation for their family. And what I mean by that is somewhere... Along the line, it has to stop, right? I think somewhere along the line, it has to stop. It, it, it has to be like someone has to say, I'm going to put the family on my back. That's what uh, Marcellus Wiley said. He goes, He looked around, he saw his family, and he said, I'm going to put this family on my back. And uh, I believe my dad kind of did that, you know, Her, him and my mom, like, that's enough. You know, my mom's family was, was from the neighborhood too, and, and my dad, and, and, and it was just, uh, we were headed nowhere quick. Um, I was about six years old. My sister Diana was four, and my sister Della was uh, about two years old. They gave their life to the Lord. They began to serve God. And the course of our family was changed. My my, my uncles came to the Lord. Uh, A lot of their friends came to the Lord. There was a whole uh, mix of uh, this neighborhood, the Florencia neighborhood in South LA, uh, where a lot of those people came to the Lord. And God used my mom and dad uh in, in a powerful way and, and then begin to use other people it just wasn't them um but they came to the lord and it was it was known like the as the Florence revival at the time where all these guys from Florence uh gave their life to the Lord and their lives began to change uh and, and, and it just exploded. Uh there's many pastors that came out of that um that are that are out in their pastoring now. But my dad he was um he was a guy that was, I always thought he was, he was like not ashamed of where he came from, but I think he always thought he was smarter and could do, could have done better. Um, I believe his friend, Robert Chavez used to kind of say that too. He's, they, they're both were like smart and they're not that they're like better than anybody in the neighborhood. It was just like, man, they got caught up and it kind of just, man, hit their life. And it, it just, they felt they could have done better. But thankfully, They gave their life to God at a young age. And my dad got a job for the Southern California gas company. Uh, I mean, at that time that was just like a great job. Uh, we moved, we used to live in, uh, Salt Lake apartments, the notorious Salt Lake apartments in Cudahy. And we moved and, uh, around the corner, (laughs) it was like that big of a move, but it was what it went from an apartment to a nice house. Right. And, uh, as a kid, I just remember going to church and I remember God touching my family and God was a part of our family. And I began to learn a lot. Um, and I look back upon my dad and um, the things he did and, 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 and how he did them. Um, and I always learn a few things from my dad and I'll, I'll, I'll share these. Uh, one of the things I learned from my dad was that he was a hard worker. Uh, he showed up to work every day for the Southern California gas company. He would, uh, work, uh, crazy neighborhoods, Linwood, South LA, South central. And, uh, you know, he would be a meter reader or he would be a collector. In those days, a collector would go knock on the door and say, Hey, you didn't pay your gas bill. Um, if you don't pay it, I'm gonna have to turn off your gas. And uh, you could only imagine going to these neighborhoods and telling people that, right? And uh, kind of cr- this this crazy, right? Craziness. and uh, Or he would be meter reading. So he'd have to go to the meter and read the meter. And there's dogs. There's different things. I remember one time being uh, amazed because he had a Saturday route. He never worked Saturday, but he worked some overtime. And he goes, you want to go with me? I said, yeah, I'll go with you. Let's go. And... He probably walked like five miles, and we were in like South Central, and he walked, and he was reading these meters. And the thing that tripped me out about him reading the meters is that my dad would have to go in these yards, and they would have dogs. And I'd be like, Dad, there's, there's a dog right there. Go, oh, no worry, son. I got it. And he would punk the dog or flinch on the dog, or he'd get out his spray and spray the dog, and I would be like, this guy's crazy. And I remember my my uh respect for my dad, and what he did was like i i just remember being this kid and be like yeah dad this 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 job's this job is not for me and uh I had respect for my dad because of his work ethic he would be like the top guy in his division at work he would he would read all the meters and get like high scores, and he would talk about it he never missed no days went to work sick. Uh, went to work you know raining whatever it was he was always at work and it always taught me like he's a worker we got to go we got to be men show up to work provide for our family do what we have to do that's what men do Um, so my dad taught me to be a good worker Uh, the next thing my dad taught me he taught me how to love people so i would and i say this because it's a trip in our house, we had a lot of different people. We would have a Bible study. I mean, and it wasn't a small group, right? Like, people always talk about small groups in church and stuff, and it's cool. But we're talking small groups, and these days were like 30 people showing up to your house. I mean, crazy. And there would be a mix of people. I'm talking like Chicanos, black, you know, uh, Puerto Rican, uh, just a white it was just a mix of people, but he, we would have Bible study, and my dad would be friends, and he would just love people, invite people over. We'd have Thanksgiving, and he they him and my mom would invite people over, and it would be uh, all kinds of people, and my dad taught me to love people, and that has stuck with me a long time, and even when I'm like in my mood or, you know, maybe a... Uh, I don't want to be bugged by somebody. I began to think of my dad, and I always said, my dad would spend time with this person. My dad would uh, reach out to this person. My dad would call this person. I mean, that's what my dad would do. So he inspired me to be more of a people person because that's who he was. There's people that are in the church to this day that talk about my dad and what he did in their life. Now, I'm not trying to make my dad into some folk hero like he's the greatest but he just did what god called him to do he didn't you know he didn't brag about it he just did the small things and it's the small things that count i remember going back and visiting our our home church one day and i hadn't been there in a few years and i remember the pastor she says hey uh you know uh it's good to see david and melissa here today and you know i did my little wave thing you know yeah hey and I remember there's a guy sitting in front of me. And the guy turned around and he goes, "Hey man. Um You're David Arabello? And I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Wow." And he goes, "Your dad gave me this Bible like 10 years ago." And I tripped out on that. And it was the little things. It was those type of things that I wasn't tripped out that, you know, my dad did that. I was just like this guy, he was like super happy to meet the guy's son that gave him his his first Bible, basically. And it was those little things. And that's what kind of inspires me in my life to do small things. To just, uh, you know, send somebody a book. Send somebody a text. Uh, call somebody. Tell somebody I'm thinking about them. Where they've been, you know. And uh, when I think of my dad, I think of those things. Those are the things that matter. And it was just doing those small things it was just loving people um there's pastors to this day and they'll tell me your dad made an impact on my life and i just shake my head and i'm just amazed because these are great men of god that have went on to do crazy good things and my dad made a little impact on their life but they remember that so i live by that i try to make small impacts and hopefully uh it makes a difference one day maybe i maybe i don't know that in this life but maybe in the afterlife I'll know that and i'm sure my dad got a couple of rewards up there when he got there but uh he taught me to love people he also taught me about perseverance and talked a lot of good about my dad but my dad he had made some mistakes in his life he wasn't perfect um But I give my dad props because when he made those mistakes in his life, he didn't take the easy route to, uh, fix those mistakes. Uh, he took, uh, the hard route and a lot of men today will, uh, make a mistake and sweep it under the rug. Um, they won't address the issue and it ends up becoming a bigger problem later down the line. Um. But I respected my dad because he had a lot of hardships in his life. Early on, as a kid; um, later on, as an adult, uh, in his spiritual walk, um, there was things that he'll probably be the he'd be the first one to tell you that I should have done better. Um, but there was a lot of perseverance. He never quit. He never gave up. Even when he was sick at the end, um, he persevered. And he was trusting in God for healing. And um, it taught me a lot because I think a lot of people would have gave up. I think a lot of people would have uh, not did the hard work. I think a lot of people would have just said, you know, that that, that this is too hard. But the perseverance he had um, reminds me, you know, on those hard days or the things that you know when I when I'm going through stuff to say hey, you know, I can make it. So I'm thankful for my dad and his perseverance. And lastly, my dad taught me. Was to love God. Um, I know the classic thing is, you know, uh, going to church and all that stuff. But my, my, my dad was a guy that would study. He would sit at the table. He would read his word. Uh, he would pray. Uh, I remember being going to junior high and I think he was a little worried about me, you know, and uh, he said, hey, listen, every day before I drop you off at school, um, we're going to go to church and we're going to pray. And I thought, you know, maybe a week, um, you know, no big deal. We went every day for the whole school year, every day for the whole school year. And I'm not trying, talking about a quick 10-minute prayer session at the church before school. He would pray for about 45 minutes. And I was good for like eight of those minutes, to be honest with you. <laughs> and I would pray. I would sometimes fall asleep. He'd nudge me a little bit. I would, uh, But I would listen to him. And I would listen to how he prayed. And that was... Uh, that's how I learned how to pray. That's where I begin to learn how, how, how to just talk to God and, and and to love God. And he truly loved God. And no matter what happened in his life, um, he wanted to do what's right. So the, the things I learned from my dad, hard work, perseverance, loving people, loving God, um, are the impacts he made directly on my life i mean there's no getting around it um when i think about father's day uh it's a tough day um i think about him i think about you know what the last 20 years would have been like with him here um thankfully he did have some time with my daughter ash when she was little uh he did have a couple months with my son he got to meet his his grandson um, and I was really thankful for that but I always think about you know what would have happened and what it would have been like I think about the last time before he got sick um, we were playing basketball and I remember being at the park and we were at a uh, veterans park in Bell and we were playing with some guys from church and some guys that were there and uh, we played some games and you know, it was, it was Thanksgiving, and I, I told my dad I was already, I was already married, so we we hooped for a little while, and I said I'll see you later. I'm gonna go over and have Thanksgiving, and I remember going over, and he was feeling a little bit sick. He's like, "Yeah, I'm not feeling good." You know, I was like, "Okay," um, and that was like the beginning of the of the end for him. He uh, found out that he had hepatitis uh, C, and. At the time, it was, you know, it was like, what the heck? What happened here? And he said that it was always, well, he suspected that it was from homemade tattoos. Um, That's where he got it from. Doctor said, yeah, it it could be, it could have been dormant in your system for all these years. And uh, I remember him getting mad at me for getting a tattoo because he's like, did you make sure that it was clean? And he lived in an era where, you know tattoos. You know you would. It would be like a tattoo party in somebody's house or whatever. You know everybody would be get a tattoo and use the same needle, use the same ink, and it it is what it is. But um, he found out he had hepatitis C. Um, it was a lot different than now. There wasn't as many things to help treat it. There wasn't as many uh, options. Um, but he wanted to believe God that God was going to heal him from hepatitis, and um, it got bad he got really sick uh couldn't work anymore um and it was a it was a four years of up and down Uh, he was 41 and when he turned 45 um he got really sick and uh and two weeks after his birthday he passed and i can remember that friday and just he was already in 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 uh in a bad state, he wasn't responding, and it w- it was just really bad. And we were there at the hospital. And it was it was the morning, and I, I, my uncle was there, my uncle Joe, my uncle Woody, and, and my mom, and I don't know who else was there, but I just remember, you know, crying and being sad and um, not understanding why and what happened, and uh, I questioned God, I questioned this situation, um, didn't understand, I still don't understand. That's the crazy part. Like, I don't fully understand why. You know, and that's the, one of the things when we get to heaven, we can ask God why. You know, the Bible says that everything down here is not clear. We can't see it clearly, but one day we will. And uh, I battled with that a a lot for a long time. And God began to help me with that and, and show me. And when I think about Father's Day I think about my dad and, I, and, and and it brings a smile to my face A little tear in my eye No lie But uh I think about him and I think about his birthday I mean he He would have been uh It would have been cool to see him an old man I mean it would have been fun To see him 65 years old You know My dad Was always young I mean he died basically At the age I am now And It would be cool to really see them. So my take on everything I learned from my dad um, is I want to improve upon it, right? I'm going to take all the good stuff that I learned from my dad, and I'm going to take all the stuff that I didn't like, and I'm going to improve upon it. A lot of people begin to blame their parents for everything, right? But the responsibility is on you, basically. When you have kids, the responsibility is on you. You make a commitment to those kids when you have them. I'm your father. Uh, I need to show you the way. If I don't know how to do it, I need to find out how to do it. And I took all the things my dad did, I mean, that I loved, you know, the four things I talked about. I take that he went to all my games. Uh, I, I love that about the, about him. I take that he was always very supportive in, in, in things that I did. When I wanted to be a rapper, you know, he'd buy me instrumentals from from the Compton swap meet and, and, and give me an instrumental and be like, hey, you know, check this instrumental out. It's this it's this group called Proper Dose and and it's a cutie pie sample. And I'd be like, what the heck? But he'd find stuff like that and he'd be fired up and like write a song to it. And he'd be he'd be all happy about it. He, he was a young dad. You know, that's what it was, too. And he was very supportive. And I I, I take those things. And then there were some things I I, I was like, man, Dad, you could have, like, thinking back, could have been a little bit better about that. But I think about how he was raised and and things. And I said, well, he did his best. Let me take that stuff and let me improve upon it. And I tell that to my kids. I say, hey, you know, whatever you don't like about me, whatever you want to improve upon, do it. You be a better father than me. See, my dad laid the foundation. I put the studs in and now my kids are building the house. So when their kids come, they're going to be good. And I tell this to men, I tell this to fathers, I tell this to, to married guys that you don't have an excuse to not improve. The excuse is not I didn't have that in my home. The excuse is not I don't know how to love. The excuse is not You know, anything other than you just need to do it. You know, there's no excuse. If you don't have a great example, you find a good example. You look for a guy at your church, man. Yeah, that guy's a good father. You look for a guy at your job and and you you say, man, I like that dude, man. He loves his wife or he loves his kids. I want to be like him. And you ask them questions. I mean, you read books. You get some knowledge out of that. You begin to work and get better at it. See, because the kids are only young for a little while, and then they start growing up. If you start when they're young, and you get this information, you're going to make some mistakes. I made mistakes. My dad made mistakes. But if you start really focusing on, I got to get better every day. I got to improve upon. You can do it. And it's going to take some work. It'll take work. Nobody has this manual that says, "Here's, here's the manual to be a good father. Here's the manual to be a good husband. So you got to train. You got to learn. You got to figure it out. You got to work towards it. But if you make the excuse, I didn't have that in my home or I didn't have a father in my home. Uh, And when I think about my dad and all he's done, uh, and I said, hey, he was a pretty good dad for not having a father in the home with him. You know, and he did his best and he always tried. There's a lot of great things about him that I love. And anything I don't love, I improve upon. And I tell my kids the same thing. So if you're a young dad out there and you just feel like, man, this is, this is a lot rougher than that. Yeah, it is a lot. It is rough. But you have no excuse not to become a good father. And those children that you have are only going to be kids for a little bit. And they're going to grow up. And whatever legacy you want to leave behind, whatever you want to pass on to your grandchildren and their grandchildren it's going to start with you so work hard try to be the best father you can be make no excuses admit where the parts where you're weak right i mean we're men it's very hard for us to admit that sometimes but if you say hey man i got to get better at this it's fine it's like going to the gym right If your arms are weak, I got to work my arms. My chest is weak. I got to work on my chest. Whatever is the weak part of my body, I got to work on. I got to get better at it. You can get better at it. That's my Father's Day podcast. And I hope that inspires some of you out there and maybe helped you guys out in some sort of way. But, uh, I want to give props to all the fathers out there and say, uh, be there for your children. Love them. Love their mother. Take care of them. Provide for them. Most importantly, show them God. Show them God. And uh, they'll be all right. Peace. I'm going to head out. It's enough sentimental talk for me. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Like always, you know, street gospel podcast, man. We out.